in enterprise design, understanding your domain is really a big part of the design process. Because unlike consumer platforms, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a user on an enterprise platform. I'm really drawn to the part where, where I rely on simplifying complex processes and make them more human for a vast number of users. Hello and welcome to The Design Explorers, a podcast by the Agora Design Team. Agoda.com is a global digital travel platform where you can book hotels, vacation rentals, flights, and airport transfer. In this podcast, we will be sharing the awesome work of our design team, discuss interesting trends in relation to design and travel, and talk about product design in general. My name is Nahum Yamin, and I will be your host for the show. Is designing for enterprise and B2B any different from designing for consumer-facing products? And what does it actually mean to design for our hotel users' experience? Today, we talk about all this and more with Mehak Sharma and Hansi Lee, two of our senior UX designers who are working on the supply products. Enjoy your listening and the show. Let's start. Welcome to the second episode of the Design Explorers. I am here today with Mehek and Hansi to talk about enterprise design, business-to-business products, and designing for our supply partners. Mehek and Hansi are both working on YCS, a platform that helps hotels manage their properties. Hansi and Mehek, welcome to our show. Hey, Nahum. Thanks for having us. Hey, Nahum. Yep. Glad to be here. Before we go into discussing our subject for today, let's give our listeners some background about who you are and your work here at Agora. Hi, everybody. I'm Mehek Sharma, and I'm a senior UX designer for Agora. Currently, I'm designing the core features for enterprise solutions for desktop and mobile uh, to enable partners and hotels to be able to sell on Agoda.com. Previously, I worked as an enterprise designer at SAP, where I designed for data privacy or GDPR and uh, project management. I also have experience working as a mobile designer for Samsung, where I designed for low and mid-range phones for Indian users. Um, Before that, I think my design journey began really early on. I've always loved sketching and this naturally led me to study communication designs. And uh, later in my life, I uh, did my master's in industrial design, majoring in lifestyle accessory design. And all of these uh, different uh, fields of design always focused on user centricity. Thank you, Mehak. And Hansi, you've been here to go to almost two years now, right? Yep. So for me, I was initially from an industrial design background. So I did my bachelor's in industrial design, but we were always trained to think in a user-centered way. So I think transitioning to UX was pretty natural because after all, UX is not just for digital interfaces, right? You can apply it to service design and you can also apply it to 3D products. And before Agoda, I was at KPMG Singapore. So there I was designing a budget and resource planning platform for auditors. And here at Agoda, I work on hotel-facing tools, just like Mahek. And more specifically, I work on the tools that we provide hotels for them to improve their performance on Agoda. We invited you today to talk about designing for enterprise and B2B products. And for those who are not familiar with Agoda or even with the idea of an online travel agency, it is important to explain that in our business model, we serve two key types of users, consumers, which are the travelers, and suppliers, such as hotels. 
So while we have our main website and app where you can book your travel, we also have a few other products. One of those products is YCS. Mehek, maybe we can start by explaining to our listeners uh, what exactly is YCS and how is it being used? So uh, YCS stands for Yield Control System. So YCS is a platform where properties that want to sell on Agoda.com can onboard themselves. Uh, Apart from onboarding, hotels can do other actions as well. For example, they can check when they're getting bookings. Uh, They can change costs of their rooms, their availability. And upon successful booking, they can also get paid on YCS. Um, uh, We also have a range of other users on YCS as well. For example, the support teams uh, in Agoda that communicate with hotels to have a seamless Agoda experience. And Hansi, you are also a senior UX designer who works on YCS. Can you briefly tell us about some of the areas of YCS that you have been working as well? For me, I work mainly on products or we call them programs that hotels can use to improve their performance on Agoda. So essentially, that means the things that they can do that can help them get even more bookings on Agoda. For example, we recently launched a dashboard that can suggest hotels what are some of the next steps that they should take and how these steps can help them improve their visibility or their conversion on Agoda. So for example, if we notice that a hotel doesn't have the best and the most competitive rates, then we can suggest that, hey, maybe you should set up a promotion to lower your rates on Agoda. Okay, so let's let's dive deeper into this world of enterprise and B2B products. First, I want to ask, uh, what do you think are some of the key differences between designing for B2B versus designing for B2C, which is business to consumers? I guess one word to sum it all up is complexity. Like, you know, in enterprise um, systems, they are much larger. There are more actions that the user can take on the platform. That means more user flows. So more contextual understanding is needed because the workflow you're designing for is a lot more complex. And that also means that it has more variations, more edge cases, and therefore a lot more situations to consider. Mm. And I think that in enterprise design, understanding your domain is really a big part of the design process. Because unlike consumer platforms, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a user on an enterprise platform. For example, I'm not a hotel owner. Neither are you, right? (laughs) So it's hard to know. It's hard for us to know like what these users will actually want. Right. Whereas, for example, if you're working on Agoda's traveler platform, it's a lot easier to relate to the travelers because I guess at some point in your life, you would have experienced that. You would have been a traveler before. And of course, because of the complexity of the domain as well, so we do spend a lot of time understanding the domain before we actually start trying to design it. And on the user side, I think the key difference is that you're usually designing for expert users. So these are people that use your tool a few times a week at least. And that is very different from someone who opens your mobile app maybe once a month or once every few months Mm. because they are a lot more familiar with your platform. And designing for these expert users would be very different from designing for consumers. And I think in Mahek's work, she deals a lot with multiple levels of users and multiple levels of permissions in one platform, right? Yeah. So I think uh, that's correct. Um, As a designer for enterprise systems, we must be constantly aware of the vast number of user roles that are interacting with the system. Uh, Different users have different goals and we must always ensure that all of these roles should be able to achieve their uh, goals without um, affecting any of the other users' goals. 
So for example, uh, YCS platform is permission based. So hotel owners see a set of controls and the support team actually sees the same settings, but with added level of complexity. So it is our job to know how these settings are interconnected and how there could be some cases where uh, these settings could be offsetted against each other and cause trouble for another user. So it's especially very important for us to understand the needs of each user type, their process flow, and already anticipate uh, instances where any friction could occur and uh, cause the user some difficulty. Right. And on the UI itself, I guess we can't forget the point about data density. Yeah. Yeah, because the user is usually completing several different actions on one screen. So they will compare many different things at once. So like, for example, when let's say a hotel um, general manager creates a promotion campaign, mm-hmm. on one hand, they will want to see like all the different settings of this promotion. Why is it targeting? I mean, what are the travelers that they're targeting? Um, what's the promotion percentage they want to set on the other hand i guess they will want to look at the performance estimate of this campaign like what are they going to get out of this campaign how many travelers are they likely to reach so you see there are many different things that the user wants to see at the same time so that makes the screen a lot more crowded so i think that is pretty common in b2b um, design yeah you've been focusing most of your career on b2b products and enterprise products and i'm curious to know um, you know, what made you decide to work on this product? And in general, why, why are you so passionate about it? Yeah, I think it really goes back to the complexity of it all. Like for me, as I mentioned, I was working at KPMG, which most people would know is an audit firm. So I remember when I was there, I would end the day at work and I go home feeling like my brain cells were very well spent. So there were just so many different ways and so many different formulas to calculate revenue and cost and profit. And trying to understand all of that was just crazy, especially as a designer. You know, we're not too well-versed in numbers. So yeah, to me, it was mind-boggling. And of course, as an enterprise UX designer, I think you'll soon understand that changing one feature on one platform meant that you're affecting 10 other places on the same platform. And that's because of how all the workflows are interconnected in one huge spiderweb. So I guess for me, I really like the fact that my brain was really, really well worked in trying to connect all these abstract concepts together into one coherent map every day that's mm-hmm. like your user flows that you're looking at. And that's how I knew that enterprise design is for me, I guess. Was it a similar journey for you, Meg? Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty much similar. So I started uh, my career by designing mobile applications, um, which is a very quick and iterative uh, process. And it is also focused more on the B2C aspect of it. So when I came across SAP's work, my curiosity was aroused when I actually saw like terms like, you know, what is ERP and what does on-premise mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm always like a curious person. So I try to uh, get into the depths of what this actually means. And uh, it was at SAP where I really started to understand uh, all of these concepts and whys. Uh, you know, like why is something very important to the users? Because, you know, a huge business is really dependent on it. Uh, And why is it important as a user experience to get the experience right? Because, uh, you know, the development cycles um, in enterprise are really slow because of the complexity and um, the different users that are using it. So I think I'm really drawn to the part where, where... I rely on simplifying complex processes 
and make them more human for a vast number of users. And uh, many businesses work in a very, very specific way. So it is a challenge for us to augment those natural flows and not to really change them. And I think enterprise design also gives uh, designers a chance to be able to think like product managers by already forecasting challenges in the process and explaining uh, workable solutions to across many different teams, like other different project managers and uh, development teams, etc. Especially true for Agoda, where we have many stakeholders that we need to talk to and, you know, like be able to communicate like how different ideas would affect them and also be able to understand um, their process and what they need from these. Since you were both intrigued by the idea of uh, simplifying the complexity, what would you say are necessary skills for designers you know, who wish to work on such complex problems? Yeah, I think before we, as designers, really start to think about what users would see on the screen, it's more important to understand how the product would affect users and uh, what are the goals that they're trying to achieve and how can they achieve them with Uh, in the straightest way possible. Um, I think excellent communication skills are very important because we really need to have the ability to understand the pain uh, pain points of many users and communicate the same information to many stakeholders. True. And I think another point is to know when to stop designing. (laughs) Yeah, and I say this because we know enterprise systems are large. Business needs are complex. And you might know the ideal solution, but when you take into consideration the feasibility of it all, timelines, resources, then the ideal solution might not be the best solution for today. Yeah. And um, as you mentioned before, like domain knowledge is very important, uh, especially if enterprise design um, interests you as a designer. Uh, For example, if you're interested in healthcare, it's really important to understand Uh, the business better. Always be curious about, you know, what the different uh, user roles or, for example, doctors would do or how hospitals work as a business and keep reading about the latest developments and look at it from different perspectives. And similarly for the hospitality industry as well, uh, keep an eye out for the latest trends and just be curious and do your research. Yeah, and I think on top of it all, you got to be really comfortable Mm -hmm. with complexity. Do you enjoy taking apart difficult and multifaceted problems? Then if you do, welcome to the world of Enterprise UX. Okay, so so maybe you can explain our listener uh, and describe your design process when you are tackling such big problems. Yeah, I guess first we would understand the context well. And I mean, dig out every nitty gritty detail from the stakeholders to users and then map out all these different process flows. So and take your process flows and go through them with the stakeholders and users to ensure that you haven't left anything out. Make sure you don't just have happy flows. You have all the unhappy flows, the edge cases and the different user roles. And now that you have the big picture, I guess you can then start going into the usual design loops like wireframing, UI, checking in with the users and so on. Yeah, I think uh, these are some really great points already. And uh, the one point that I would like to elaborate on is that it always helps to understand the effort and time relationship in some projects as well, especially in Agoda where one of our um, values is to move fast, it is important to understand where we can move with smaller fixes 
which which could have a great impact and where we really need to push back and iterate for the best user experience. Yeah, true. Like spend 20% of the time for 80% mm, yeah. impact, right? Yeah. Do you have any example in mind that can, you know, help us illustrate some of the complexity when we're designing for such products? Um, so as I mentioned before, like YCS uh, is a permission-based platform and whenever we design a new solution or redesign a feature, it's important to know which user is going to be using it and how will they use the uh, specific setting. Uh, and sometimes like a feature that is not really important in some of the regions may be very, very important in the other regions. Uh, I think one very interesting example of that would be uh, in Agora's Japanese market, um, there are uh, differences in the way guests book their rooms. So their hotels or ryokans, as they are called, are actually linked with uh, seven course meals that need to be really detailed out to the guests in order to get better bookings. So uh, that meant that we had to design the rate plan page in such a manner that it could cater to all of the standard uh, settings that we had on the page and plus also easily give way to the Japanese hotels to be able to enter all of the details necessary to get bookings uh, really fast. Mm, so I'd say that we are constantly focused to design in a way that um, could handle different requirements from special use cases without affecting the flows and the system for others. And I think this is a great example because it shows how you work on the extranet affecting our consumers and travelers. Sure. Yes, I think even as an enterprise designer, we are uh, doing a lot of uh, thinking about how the settings should behave. It's very important for us to also know like what the end result would look like on Agoda.com and also vice versa. If some of the users make any changes on uh, Agoda.com, like what is the information that is coming back to our uh, extra debt platform? Right. So hopefully by now we managed to uh, spark the curiosity in some of our listeners and some of them, you know, they might be curious to learn more about this type of design work. What are some good tips or you know, any advice that you can give them to start this journey? Right. I think a good way to start would be to put an example of a B2B tool with great UX beside one which you think has, well, not so good UX side by side. And then ask yourself, what are the differences? What makes the one that has good UX um, so good to use and the other one terrible to use? I know that well-designed B2B platforms are few and far between because most of them are just legacy tools, right? So examples that I like to draw from are usually those from the fintech world because that's where we get a lot of new products. There are a lot of startups tackling those problems. And because these products usually have high data density, so they will be more relevant to um, enterprise design. And I think you could also look into the productivity tools that you use day-to-day at work. So for example, um, I love the application notion. So it's an all-in-one workplace, as they call it might say it's similar to Confluence, but a lot simpler. You mm-hmm. can also say that it's an all-in-one note-taking app, but with so much more. The beauty of it all is that it's fully customizable. So as a user, you can use it for simple note-taking, and you can even use it as a Kanban board for your product roadmap. And I think what Notion has done really well is to combine all these layers of complexity into a platform that is suited for every user. And they've done it really well. So... I think what I'm trying to say is compare two applications, one good and one bad, 
preferably um, pretty similar ones and ask yourself what would you change in the one that doesn't have good user experience. Perhaps you want to try to redesign a part of it. And I think that would be a good starting point to begin your journey in enterprise UX. Yeah, and I would say just stay curious and always put yourself in the shoes of the user. All right. Thank you, Mehak and Hansi. I think that was a very interesting talk. Uh, and, you know, we don't hear a lot about these tools, about enterprise tools and B2B products. And you helped us today to understand um, how complex and interesting these uh, products can be. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, Nahum. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you are listening and share it with your friends and colleagues. Don't forget to subscribe to our show to get notified when we are releasing a new episode. And if you want to learn more about the work of the design team at Agoda, visit agoda.design. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you in our next episode.